Hi, I'm Tori Aletto, and welcome to the Imperfect Person Podcast. I'm your host, a licensed marriage and family therapist for the last 15 years. This podcast was created from the heart of my work, which is how the hardest parts of life often lead us to healing the relationship we have with ourselves. Each episode will dive into hard conversations with honesty and compassion. I'm so grateful that this podcast was produced by my friends over at Next Level University. And now let's move through the hard stuff together. Hello and welcome to episode five of the Imperfect Person podcast. I'm Tori Aletto, and today we're going to talk imperfect parenting. All right. First, I want to start off with this current generation of people are bad ass. Seriously, I truly believe we're like the healing generation. And I don't really care how old you are listening to this. You can be 15, you can be 75. You are a part of this sort of global time of healing. And I think that as we are healing, many of us are obviously tracing back our wounds, our behaviors, our patterns back into our childhood. We're connecting the dots. We're understanding our role in our family, how the dynamics and the systems of our families have impacted us. We are examining the beliefs we formed around love, around our worth, around who we are. And it is a beautiful thing to be able to do this kind of work, to reflect on all of this, to heal from some of the painful experiences we have had not to get stuck in blame, but rather to expand and understand ourselves more. When we do this kind of work, we really allow ourselves to see different parts of us, parts that we no longer have to identify as, right? Like this is not who we are. These are behaviors and functioning that was created to cope And in my opinion, when we're able to create space and separation from these parts, it really invites us for tremendous amount of growth, healing, and change. Now, many people doing this work are also parents. We're in the middle of healing. And I think what it's done is it's created a tremendous amount of pressure and fear. Like, oh, we're just terrified to wound our children the way that our own parents may have wounded us. So why don't we break this down a little bit? Our goal as parents isn't to raise perfect humans. If we want to raise perfect humans, we're going to put a tremendous amount of pressure on ourselves to be perfect parents to heal perfectly, to say the perfect thing all the time, or to be perfectly regulated. It is incredibly unrealistic and even unhealthy to assume that this is what we are striving for. Now we hear the name intergenerational patterns. And what that really means is when wounds are passed down in families, doing tremendous amount of work to heal from deep trauma is really, really impactful and empowering work to do. I don't want to undermine that at all. It's actually life-changing. This is why this generation, like I said, is sort of like the healing generation. 
We're creating space for emotions and feeling and attunement and awareness of ourselves. It's incredible. But what I find is it also creates a ton of pressure and fear around the wounds we might be causing in our children. I bring this topic up, by the way. It just sort of came to me after um, a hard day or hard couple of days in my home, after sort of the Christmas chaos and the pandemic chaos, you know, our home was like, it was like reactive, you know, as a parent, when you say things and you sort of cringe about what you're saying, but you just kind of say it and you're just like, you're feeding off each other. And it's just kind of one big hectic mess in your house. This is what I just came away from. And when I sat there sort of reflecting, you know, the first round of me reflecting in these kind of experiences is always just feeling disappointed in myself, right? And then when I notice that, I notice that part of me, I really try to show up and I'm reminding myself of what's happening. I'm burnt out. I'm tired. I'm human. And I know from the work that I've done, it's a great reminder. And here's a reminder for you. When there's a lot of behavioral challenges, power struggles, reactivity between you know family members in a home, it is a calling for connection. And the calling for connection is really a deep need to feel seen, to feel connected to, to feel present with. And when parents are burnt out and tired and stressed, that's the last thing that we can really offer because we are not connected to ourselves. We are not present with ourselves and those things string along together. So as I'm in reflection mode after a few hard days in my home, I really kind of put the pieces together and I make sense of them. I validate them. I understand them. And I become accountable to the behaviors that I'm a little bit embarrassed around um, because I really want to show that to my children. I remind myself that I'm not trying to be this robotic, perfect parent for my kids, that I just want to be an honest, accountable, compassionate person for my kids. I want to show them that even if I'm having a hard few days, that I will always come back and show up for them. I'll hold myself accountable. I'll repair, I'll apologize, and I'll try again. And when I think of this, I also think of clients and the clients that share their most painful moments in their families with me. It's never about needing a perfect parent. It's always a variety of ways that their parents struggled to meet their most important need. And that was to feel seen. How that translates over into behavior is through presence. It's through attunement. It's the ability to own our behavior as adults and care about what their experience is like as our children. It's creating space and tolerance for their emotional expression. It's being able, and and as parents, most of us know that when our kids are expressing emotions, it sort of forces us to sit in our own emotions. That's why all of these skills that we have within extend over to our children. 
Other ways that this kind of shows up is the ability to validate their experiences instead of belittling them or minimizing them or ignoring them. It's the ability to see the differences between us and them. And what I mean by that is there needs to be a space that we are responsible for our behavior and that our children are separate beings from us. You know, if their crankiness is responsible for my crankiness, then it gets into that really codependent, you know, you're to blame and I'm here and I'm this because of you. And there's no sense of space. There's no autonomy. And when we do not feel like we have autonomy, we do not feel seen. It's also being able to learn them instead of attempting to control them. It's guiding them instead of overtaking them. It's honoring the journey of them discovering who they are instead of assuming that we know who they are or we know better. All of these different pieces of the puzzle are what really make a child feel seen or invisible. Our ability to be attuned to them is vital. And most parents really struggle with this because we struggle with taking care of ourselves. We struggle with attuning to our own emotions, carving out time to sit within our own skin and our own bodies and our own experiences. So all of the healing that we're doing within ourselves is really what is going to be our biggest gift for our kids. Again, not looking for anything perfect. It's looking for something real. It's circling back when we mess up. It's showing them what accountability looks like, which really is vulnerable. It's being humble. It's always being willing to learn and not only learn as humans, but learn our kids. You know, I think of my daughter, she really doesn't like affection. And I always, you know, I want to grab her and hug her and kiss her. And I know that she doesn't like that. And it's, she's expressed that to me. So when I have the urge, I go, I pause and she sees that not only am I hearing her, but my behavior is changing and shifting and pausing because I want to honor the things that she shares with me. That's me being attuned to her. That's me showing that I respect and care about her experience as my daughter, as a human separate from me. So for all my parents out there, we don't have to be perfect parents or perfectly healed to raise healthy kids. When we break down what healthy actually is, it's giving them an example of what living and healing looks like. It's showing up for ourselves so that we can show up for them. It's accountability mixed with humility mixed with compassion and love and care. It's becoming and modeling healing in all the ways that we hope that they can too. I don't believe that we can achieve a sort of parenting style that will allow our kids to not have to heal. I believe that we have many experiences that wound us. 
our experiences in our family are probably the most vital and important, but we have experiences in school, in the world, in love, in relationships. There is so much wounding that goes on. There is no amount of parenting tactics that can prevent a child from having to grow and learn and heal and work on the relationship with themselves. But what we can do is we can embody what we hope for them to do with themselves within. And that is what I think we really have to work for and strive for. When we do that, it really throws away this idea that we have to heal everything so that we don't pass things on to our kids. We just have to show them what healing looks like. And the most beautiful part and probably the hardest part of it all is that being a parent requires us to really face all parts of ourselves but it's such a beautiful invitation to grow. If you have interest in taking your own growth further, my current webinar, Choosing You, is on demand right now. I'm getting so much incredible feedback. It was one of my favorite webinars I've ever done. If you are interested, there is a link here. You can come join me and kind of start the new year off on a different foot. And if you haven't already, come find me over on Instagram and my therapist. I am sharing the top 10 quotes from 2021. Grateful for you all being with me today. And I'd love to know your comments and thoughts about this episode. Thanks, guys. <music>